This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. In this winter semester, we'll be sending out a series of shurim on understanding minhagim, different minhagim of Rabbanim uh, in the last uh, couple of generations, be delivered by Harav Benjamin Tavoy. Today we will discuss some of the laws, or minhagim, of Leil Shabbat and Kiddush, both at night and in the daytime. We have already mentioned that after Shemona Esrei, on Friday night, we say, Bracha Achas Mein Sheva. The Chazal looked at this as a takana, as a, sur, as a, as a form of Chazar Sashatz. And therefore, we pointed out that the Chazan should say the entire uh, Tefillah, and the community should be hear the entire Tefillah. Now, in most places that I daven in, the community says Magin Avos by themselves. But in Yeshiva and other places where they've been influenced by this type of thinking, the, they make sure that the Chazan repeats and says Magen Avos again. In the Maser Rav of the Vilna Gaon, it says that in Magin Avos, the, the uh, Chazan would say it by himself, and nobody would else, nobody else would say Magin Avos with him at all. Magin Avos Omer Hashatz Levad Ve'am Shomim so our custom that the people do say sing in the middle is not the custom of the Vilna Gaon, but at least if you repeat, if the Chazan repeats it, actually he shouldn't repeat it. He should sing it. He should not say it with the community. He should sing it only by himself or say it only by himself after the community finishes. At least that would mean that the entire community hears the Brach Achas Men Shalosh from the Chazan. After davening is, is over, People come home, and there's a well-accepted custom of singing Shalom Aleichem when you come home from shul. And of course, people have explained this is based on a Gemara, that when you come home from shul, or when you sit down to eat Friday night, so Malachim accompany you, and this is well known the Gemara explains that there's a good malach, not a good malach, whatever it is, and uh, you welcome these malachim to your house Friday night. The custom of Shalom Aleichem is actually mentioned in the standard editions of the Shulchan Aruch. There is a commentary of the Shari Tshuva, the Ber Hetev, and Simon Reis Samech Beis that mention this custom of saying Shalom Aleichem. We'll get back to that in a moment. The story is told of the Chassam Sofer that he did not say Magin Avos at all. He did not say Shalom Aleichem at all. And this story is quoted in, in a book uh, called Likutei Chaver. Uh, and again, I know this from this book of, of uh, Minag Yisrael Torah. And they say that the Chassam Sofer did not say this piyut at all. And the reason for that is because Originally, Gemara, they had a concept that Malachim always accompanied people. 
Therefore, there was a custom when you go to the bathroom, for example, the malachim are left at the door, used to make a special statement to the malachim that they're not coming in with you. But we don't consider ourselves on the level that malachim walk with us all the time. They don't accompany us all the time. And therefore, we don't say this tefillah of his kabdu mechubadim. So he said it's the same thing, that on Friday night, we somehow would be pretentious to think that the malachim accompany you. So Chassam Sofer did not say it. However, the Sefer Zichon the Moshe that's quoted here as saying the Chassam Sofer, who was such a, so meticulous about observing every minute. Of course, we remember the famous statement of the Chassam Sofer, Chadash Torah, nothing new should be innovated, everything should be done according to Jewish custom. So, even if there's no source for it in the Gemara, but it was a minute Yisrael, how could it be that the Chassam Sofer did not say Shalom Aleichem? So, it's interesting that the Maharam Shik said about his Chassam Sofer that he knows Definitely. He definitely intuits, he knows that the Chassam Sofer said Shalom Aleichem, but perhaps he said it silently. He said it in a play, in a way that people wouldn't know, because he was so modest that he didn't want to say Shalom Aleichem in public as if he assuming the Malachim are with him, but he certainly would not have abolished or not followed the minig of Chazal that I said is mentioned in the Shari Tshuva and the Ber to say Shalom Aleichem. Of course, the custom would then would be, what do you say in Shalom Aleichem? Do you also say, Tzeischem L'Shalom? Some people objected to saying Tzeischem L'Shalom because it's as if you're telling the Malachim to leave. The there are Sfarim that actually did not have the text of Tzayischem L'Shalom. On the other hand, it's difficult to change our original texts. And the Shari Tshuva that I quoted before, the Machzis HaShekel, did raise this issue. And they did quote, there were people who did not want to say Tzayischem L'Shalom. So they reinterpreted the words Tzayischem L'Shalom. They said, it's like you say, Baruch Atabavavavecha, Baruch Atabatseisecha. I'm not chasing you out. I'm not telling you to leave. But I think that sometime, whenever you're going to leave, I say, but not that I want you to leave now. The custom of omitting Tzayischem is a fairly well-known custom. Now, I did not find this in the Maserav of the Vilna Gom, but somehow I had heard that the Gon is the one who said not to say Tzayischem L'Shalom, but right now I didn't find the written source for this. There is another issue that, again, it wasn't even mentioned this from that I quoted so far, of saying Baruchuni L'Shalom. Now this, of course, is based on the Ramban and Chumash, where the, the actually the question of saying Baruchuni L'Shalom is based on this Ramban and Chumash. We all know that in the story where Yaakov met a Malach, it said the Ma- Yaakov asked the Malach to tell him his name, and the Malach answered, Lama me. What do you need to know my name for? Why are you asking my name? And the Ramban there said that the Malachim have no power to intercede 
between man and a Kaddish Baruch The imtifne lai lo You turn to me, I have no power. It's only up to Kaddish Baruch I can only give you a bracha if a Kaddish Baruch told me to give you this bracha. But by myself, the Malachim said they have no power whatsoever. This Ramban, of course, became a famous topic in Halacha, which had ramifications for saying certain tefillos, for example, Machnisei uh, Rachamim, or is known in Yom Kippur, uh, when we say, Midas HaRachamim Aleinu Izgalgali, V'lefnei Koneich Tchinoseinu Hapili, seems to be that we're appealing to this concept called Midas HaRachimim to daven and intercede for us. Um, and of course, a halachic debate was raised about this issue, specifically Midas HaRachimim. For those people who are familiar with the customs of Yeshivat HaRetzion, Rav Mital changed the text. I, I know that Rav Salavechik also changed the text. I don't think... They both changed it in the exact same way, but they rephrased it in order to take away the idea that we would be davening to Midas HaRachimim or to some inter, someone to intercede between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So therefore, the custom is, there is a custom of leaving out Baruch Hu We don't ask the Malachim for brachas, the Malachim don't have the right, and we go straight to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Of course, there are many Hasidic stories, Shlomo Kalbach, told a number of stories in this vein, that there were people who went to rabbis to ask for brachas, and when the rabbi refused to give them the brachas, they went and realized that it's only up to them, and they davened as they had never davened before in their life. The idea, of course, is that a person can approach HaKadosh Baruch Hu directly. You need no person or no malach to intercede for him. Of course, I've only mentioned this al Mazleg, and very, very briefly, just to explain why there is a custom to leave out Baruchini L'Shalom, and certainly there was a custom to leave out Seischem L'Shalom in saying Shalom Aleichem. And the story is told about the Chafetz Chaim that Friday night he had guests who came to his house for, Shab- for Shabbos, and he didn't say Shalom Aleichem at all. Now, they were a little surprised. Again, this is the Minik Israel, and it's also mentioned in the, the commentators on the Shulchan Aruch. So how come the Chavetz Chaim didn't say, Shalom Aleichem? And I read once that the Chavetz Chaim felt that the people who come to your house Friday night might be hungry. To keep them waiting to eat is a real issue involving a uh, real concept of and giving people what they need right away. The Malachim don't need the, me to say Shalom Aleichem. They can live without my Shalom Aleichem. But these people need the food right away. So that I heard that the Chavetz Chaim, uh, at least one occasion that I read about, the Chavetz Chaim did not say Shalom Aleichem when he had company. The, Of course, the main uh, halachic issue of Friday night is the mitzvah Daraisa of making Kiddush Friday night. Now, Kiddush is a mitzvah Daraisa, Zachar Asiyah We'll discuss a little bit of the issues of Kiddush, 
of Friday night and then go to um, connect this to the Kiddush that's called Kiddusha Rabbah, Shabbos morning. Firstly, I'd like to discuss the issue whether you say Kiddush standing or seated Friday night. There is, of course, a halachic discussion about both sides, but before we do that, let me just read the custom of the gedolim that we've been dealing with a great deal. The Vilnagon in Maser Rav <coughs> number Kulchavalev Mekadesh Meyushov he would make Kiddush seated. Again, there is no explanation of this custom. It just says that he would make Kiddush seated. In the Minagim of the Grach of Reb Chaim, it also says, HaGrach Hayanoeg Leishebe Kiddush. Reb Chaim sat down for Kiddush, but here, in this edition of Halichos HaGrach, there's a little bit more of an explanation. And he explained, since Baripiagefen is part of Kiddush, it is actually a Birchas Hananin, and Birchas Hananin should be said seated. <coughs> when we look at in the halacha of Shulchan Aruch about Kiddush, Bishiva Obamida, we find a whole discussion with almost a plethora of opinions. The Shulchan Aruch is quoted, quotes the Ramah, that says, Yochol lamod b'shas ha-kiddush, v'yosetov leishev, you could stand, but it's better to sit, v'nagim leishev apishas ha-omer v'yichulu. But the custom is to sit down even for v'yichulu, just in the beginning, you stand a little bit as a, as an act of cover. In the Shulchan Aruch of the Balatanya, it says that the kit, the minig is to sit down for Vayichulu. But he gives a reason for it. Now, before he gives it the reason for it, let's discuss a little bit the pros and cons of sin, standing and sit, or sitting for Kiddush. In one hand, when we say Vayichulu, Vayichulu is considered as Hagadas Eidus, that I believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who created the world in six days, with Mekadosh Yamashvi, Vayishbas Mashvi. It's such an important uh, concept that making Kiddush is testifying to the fact that I believe in Briyas Olam, that we think that a person who's Mechal Shabbos Befaresia, a person who does not observe Shabbos, he desecrates Shabbos in front of a community, it's as if, Rashi and Chulin spells this out very clearly, it's as if he denies the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world in six days and rested in the seventh day, and therefore that person is considered a, a mummer l'chola tarakula. He's considered as an apostate because he does not believe in God created the world. As I've mentioned in other shiurim, this raised the question of people who, for example, would go to shul Friday night. 
they went to, let's say, what you call shul, let's say they went to a temple of some sort. They went to a reform synagogue, a conservative synagogue. I, I don't really care to give uh, titles. But afterwards, they drove home. They're Michal Shabbos Befarhesia. They get into the car in front of everyone and drive home. But then they come into the house on Friday night and make Yiddish. They say, So, on one hand, they're Michal Shabbos, and the other hand, they're Mayid, that they believe that Kodesh Baruch created the world. So, uh, this issue, of course, has been brought up in Achronim since the days, uh, the earliest one that I know is Rabbi Yaakov Etlinger, and his Shuvas raised this issue. Until today, this is a serious issue, what's considered a, a, a Michal Shabbos. What's considered a person who is Kofib Masebrashis. I mention this point only to emphasize that Vaychulu is Eidus, that I believe in creating the world, that HaKadosh Baruch created the world. If this is true, then Eidus should be said standing. The all Eidus, V'amdu, should be given uh, while standing. So therefore Vaychulu should be said standing. On the other hand, we also have a reason to think that we're standing we're as if we're greeting Shabbos HaMalka who walks in. When one time in my house, I sat down for Shalom Aleichem. There's also a discussion. Should Shalom Aleichem be said standing or seated? In my house, in my parents' home, not only did we Stand up for Shalom Aleichem. We all got, gathered together, uh, did some sort of a little, uh, like a little walk around the room, like a little Shabbos dance, to say Shalom Aleichem all together. But, but in this particular case, one Friday night, I, I sat down, and I had two students who told me that I once had told them, I don't remember this at all, but I once had told them that it's more proper to stand up for Shalom Aleichem, because... Uh, it's as if Shabbos HaMalka walks in and you stand up for a lady, for the Malka who walks in out of respect for the Malka. I don't remember that I ever said that. And if anything, you would discuss this in terms of the Malachim coming in, but when you say Shalom Aleichem. But for the purpose of, of Kiddush, I could understand that you're standing up Kavit Shabbos. On the other hand, we have two issues of sitting. One, Kiddush should be b'makam suda. Kiddush b'makam suda should be actually as you would eat the suda. When you make a birchas hananin, it should be said as you're going to fulfill the the eating, the the hana. So, why would you stand up for a bracha that should be made as a birchas hananin to sit down? One could also add to this point that generally when you make Yiddish, if you mozi other people, you need a kvius, and a kvius is always considered only b'yeshiva. So therefore, there are developed different minagim. Some people think it's Haggadah's edus, and therefore you should stand up. Some people say you should sit down because of the reasons I mentioned before. The Another opinion would be the pshara, which is to stand for the first part for Vayichulu, because that is part is Haggadah Seidus. The second part, where you make a Barabiyah Gefen, where you make uh, the rest of Kiddush, 
that could be made seated. Because that's the Birchas and that's where you motzi the people. This pshara was suggested, for example, in Rabbi Yaakov Emden Siddur. He says, you say, Vayichulu Mu'umad, and the brachas, you say, Miyushaf. He gives a little slightly different explanation than I gave, but that is the, those are basically the different customs. To say the whole Kiddush seated, to say the whole Kiddush standing, to say the whole the part of the Kiddush, Vayichulu standing, and the rest seated. As I mentioned before, the version of the Maisei Rav and the Halicha Sagrach say both the Gon and and uh, Reb Chaim said the entire Kiddush Bishiva, including the part of Vayichulu, which is the minig of the Ramah, which is the minig of the Balatanya. And I, the Balatanya added to it that it's, on one hand, it's true that you should stand up at Vayichulu. But on the other hand, we've already said Vayichulu. Friday night in Shul, you'd said Vayichulu in Shmon The community repeats it after Shmon to somehow say this Eidus altogether. Therefore, today, when we make Kiddush again Friday night, it's only a, a Zecher of, of saying this Eidus. We've already said the Eidus already. We're just adding it to Kiddush. And therefore, it need not be said stated by Mida because it's not the regular din of Eidos which we've already done earlier. In such a custom where there are different customs, the Ramah said one thing, uh, the Yubiyakov Emden had a different situation, it would seem to me that here Minig Mishpacha does play a major role. One of the major issues that we have not come to deal with is when I mentioned the minhagim of different gedolim, so I was careful uh, one or two times to mention that, of course, no one should rely on such a discussion of minhagim to say, well, this is a halacha psuka. This, this is the way it should be done. We're generally discussing different people's minhagim. Rav Salavechik was very insistent upon explaining that there were certain things that were minak mishpacha. Sometimes, the minagim can be, you know, one person could do one way, one person can do another way, they're all basically acceptable, there's nothing that's really wrong in halacha, in these particular cases, and therefore minak mishpacha plays a major role. There are other areas where the Rav felt that I don't care what the minak mishpacha is, since this is clearly what he understood to be halacha psuka, therefore you should even change minag mishpacha. Of course, when we discuss each individual minag, we have to discuss, is this the minag uh, where you can rely on minag mishpacha, or is this a real halacha where you have to change? It seems to me that the case of Kiddush would be a case of minag mishpacha is fine, because there are so many different customs. They Gdolim mentioned this custom, that custom. My father's custom was to stand up for Vayichulu and sit down for the rest of Kiddush, which is what I've always done, based on my father's minag. The Rav used to like point out an example of tefillin, that in the back of the tefillin shalrash, the part, the kesha that you put on the nape of your head, there is a custom, some people have a custom of having a, like a four-part uh, knot that's basically like a square knot. 
And some people have a three-cornered uh, knot, which is rep- represent, looks more like a Dalit or a Yud. And the Rav felt this is a particular case where Minig Mishpacha should be changed. Even if you have a square knot, the only correct version is the what I call the triple knot, the one that looks like a Dalit or a Yud, and not the one that's a square knot. And the Rav used to give that as an example where you have to change Minig Mishpacha. Interestingly enough, Rav Kapach, the great Temani scholar, said that the minig of having a four uh, side, a four um, part knot, is certainly acceptable. And in his uh, classic work on the Rambam, he explained why, as well as in his uh, general psak halacha. One of the questions now that we've discussed, standing or seated, applies to Friday night. What about Shabbos morning? So it seems that Shabbos morning has no issue of edus, and therefore there's no reason to stand at all. The the custom of standing in the morning may be that people made Kiddush after davening at shul, and there was no place to sit. Professor Sperber, in his book, Menage Yisrael, has an entire discussion about Kiddush, seated or standing. Some of the sources that I mentioned today were found in that Menage Yisrael of Professor Sperber. But he said here that the many people who stand for Kiddush Friday on Shabbos, Shabbos Day probably do it because Maybe they just were used to standing up for Kiddush on Friday night, or some Kabbalistic reason. But basically, there is no uh, reason to stand up for Kiddush Shabbos morning. Even in Shul, where you make Kiddush, it seems to me that it would be best to get to be seated, because A, you're making a Birchus Hananin, and Birchus Hananin should be said be Yeshiva. Secondly, very often, generally, especially in a shul, one person makes Kiddush as mostly other people. So it seems to me that it would be better to sit down for Kiddush in the daytime. While we're talking about Kiddush in the daytime, I'd like to discuss what is the text one should say before Kiddush in the morning. The there are different customs. Rabbi Steinbuch, in one of his books, quotes Reb Chaim as saying that he did not say anything. He just got up and said, He wanted to emphasize that what Kiddush really is on Shabbos morning is not psukim. The idea of Kiddush is not to say anything. It's just to make a bracha on wine before the meal. Kiddush b'makam suda. The, the suda should be a suda that's based on wine. You should have wine as uh, an introduction to the suda, and therefore barpei agefen is what's important. But the the, the psukim are not important at all. In the book called Adam Olamo, a collection of essays published by the Jewish Agency of Shiurim of Rav Salavechik. He, he quotes there that Reb Chaim did not say 
anything before davening. But the Rav said he had another grandfather. Reb Chaim, of course, is his paternal grandfather, but his maternal grandfather was Rebelia Prushner. Rebelia Prushner, of course, Rebelia Feinstein, the author, the Mechaber, of a sefer called Halichos Eliyahu, did say Psukim before he made Kiddush on Shabbos morning. When he was asked why he said the Psukim, so the way it's quoted in this book, Ha'adam Ve'olamo, Rebel Yopushni said, that's what's printed in the Siddur. So, even though he was a major Tamil Chacham, and certainly did not feel that the Siddur was a Psak Halacha, apparently he felt this was the Minig Yisrael, and there's no reason to change the Minig Yisrael and not say the Psukim. What is important to know is that obviously it's not crucial to say the Psukim, and in fact, there are different customs of which Psukim to say. Some people say Zachar Samashab Zlakacho, some people say Vishamru, some only say the words now that, of course, is an issue by itself. Because is the middle of the Pasuk. And we have a general principle that we don't say half of Psukim. If you quote a Pasuk, you have to say the entire Pasuk. So how do we start Kiddush by saying, That's the reason that some people either do not say, they just say, or if they want to say something, they can have to start from the very beginning. If I'm not mistaken, and again, this is not verified in the Sefer, but I, I vaguely remember that this happened in Yeshiva, that one time Rav Amital started to say Kiddush from Al-Kain Hashem. And apparently, the way I heard the story is that Rav Lichtenstein said he should begin from the beginning of Zohar Yom HaShabbos. And Rav Amital said, okay, I won't say anything. It just made a very Geffen. You don't have to say the, the entire Parsha. You can just say the Bracha. But if you do say it, there is an issue of saying Al-Kain, which is the middle of the Pasuk. Again, this discussion is found in Professor Sperber's Minage Yisrael, and he quotes Rabbi Ruven Magolios in his Sefer Nefesh Chaya. Nefesh Chaya is a, a brief but interesting Sefer, a short Sefer of Rabbi Ruven Magolios with He'aros and Shulchan Aruch. Very interesting comments are made there. So, it, he mentions an idea that you're allowed to begin the Pasuk from the middle. Once you begin the Pasuk from the beginning, you should not stop in the middle. But if you stop in the middle, it is permitted. We'll continue with the idea of saying half a Pasuk when we go back to the Kiddush of Friday night, which of course we begin with what seemingly half a Pasuk. We'll get back to it in Mi'ez Hashem in the next year.